We are live, guys. This is the last Sunday session. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited that you guys have been on this four-week journey with me and my fantastic guest. I really appreciate everybody who supported. Make sure that if you haven't watched all the episodes, you go back and check those out. Like and share, and make sure you share them with your own communities. These conversations definitely deserve to be out there. I'm Ronnie Big Bang Nicole here with the majestic Michael Sorg of Sorgatron Media, and we are live for the very last Sunday sessions in honor of Black History Month. I am here with two people who I consider my brothers in the business, both in wrestling and out of wrestling, but who are dynamos, innovators, and trailblazers in their respective rights, Mr. Rob Prefontaine and the one and only Shane Taylor. Thank you guys for joining us for Sunday Sessions. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it as always. Ronnie, Sorg, Rob, let's get it. Let's go. I'm so glad we're getting getting first. Listen, Rob, are you drinking? Because drinks were encouraged. So (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, has had a theme. And this session is probably the most controversial. Sunday sessions was started to shine a spotlight on what we can do as people within the business, as well as the fans, the promoters, and anyone adjacent to the business can do to kind of change the status quo and make it more equitable across the board. So the conversations leading up to this have been the experiences of Black wrestlers and how that has been juxtaposed against white wrestlers. But this topic is specifically for the culture. And so we're going to be addressing what exactly that means in the context of being professional wrestlers, the internalized systemic issues, yes, and the externalized systemic issues, but what we as wrestlers of color do to kind of sabotage ourselves and to perpetuate the issues that we previously talked about. So the first part of the culture I want to focus on is what is the culture in terms of black wrestling and how it relates to us as black wrestlers? Rob, I'm going to start with you. The culture as, um, I think that as a culture, we for real lives into our characters, meaning through our music, through our art, through our whatever it is that we do as a creative comes through in our characters that people see in the ring and out the ring. Simply put. The easiest way, yes. Shane, what is for the culture or the culture as it as you feel? What I feel the culture can be is whatever we want it to be. I mean, Black people, Black entertainers, Black wrestlers, you name it, we have as much depth, as much intelligence, as much uh, history to draw from as any other group of, group of people. The problem comes in um, when we start trying to be cookie cutter, right? We see something works if, you know, this hood rat shit gets over, then everybody wants to be a fucking hood rat because that's what's, that's what's going on, right? But we can't do that. We all can't be monolithic. We all have to dare to be different. We all have to change things up and what we can't do as well because we have to understand how a lot of this works is a lot of places 
unfortunately don't see us as talent. They see us as attractions, right? So they'll set a number, a number aside, and that's their quota. They'll have two, three black wrestlers on a show. And what ends up happening to our detriment is if one person takes a stand, hey, I'm not going to work for less than this. Someone else comes in. Oh, well, I will. You know what I mean? And that's something that I think happens far too often. That's something that we got to stop if we're trying to uh, make better opportunities for everybody. Um, so what the culture can be is anything we want it to be. That's what it should be. Uh, we should have characters that are able to be the cerebral assassins, the, you know, all American heroes, uh, all the way down to whatever they want it to be. You know what I mean? If someone wanted to be Harriet Tubman, they could make it work. You know what I mean? Like we just have to be able to have that faith in ourselves, have that faith in each other and protect each other. Um, not only in the ring, but outside of it with business and with everything else to make that happen. I specifically asked for the real. I asked for some non-TV. This is the truth. I know. The truth. the truth is, what is Black wrestling culture? It is a shark tank. That's what Black wrestling culture is. That's what it's I just said. Either, no, that is not what you said. You said some Gullah Gullah <laughs> Island kumbaya shit. Listen. Okay, listen. listen. No, that was a, that, those are real answers. That's a those real answer. Those are real answers. Listen. Now you didn't say not you didn't what say. we want it to be, not what it can be, what it is as it exists right now. Because we're but, all working towards that. But but it's all but it's all encompassing though, right? It, it's all it it's all of that. Yes, it's a shark tank. Yes, it's unforgivable. Like it's but that's wrestling as a whole. But at the same time, you have all of this beauty in this shark tank of what it can be, right? It, it, it's no different when you look at the country. We know the history of what the United States is. We know what it is, right? It's horrific, right? But then at the same time, right, I get to go do Make-A-Wish stuff for kids, right? So in the midst of all this, all these atrocities, all, all this horrific stuff, there's still beauty in what we do. So that's why I had the answer that I had. Is because I know it's a shark tank. You know it's a shark tank. You know about the quotas. You know about the BS. You know about all, all, all this stuff. But yet here we are, rising above all of it or attempting to, still having people in prominent positions to help bring each other up. And what I'm trying to get people to realize is we understand what it is, but it's understanding that to make it better i mean if 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 i said it was hopeless you know what i mean or or was this dire thing already go oh well yeah fuck it you know what i mean that's like that's what people do so i i'm i'm presenting it a certain way to make as many people as possible understand that there is hope it's not going to be easy it's not going to be quick. It's not going to be fun, but it is possible and it can be done. So, Rob, you are PA mainstay. Your whole area is that upper region, correct? For you, I'm, the culture is PA, Jersey, Delaware. 
Yeah. So for you, the culture is also differently reflected regionally speaking, but you've traveled all over. So what do you feel in con- comparison to when you, the early 2000s, 2010s to now, what is Black wrestling culture? Instant gratification. That's the biggest change you've seen from then to now? Yeah, because nobody's nobody's really hungry. So what it is, like, so those of us that are like 10 years and over, we have this desire to keep this and I had that drilled in public trainers. So he he drilled the aspects into my. So I don't. I don't. Rob, can you say that again? Because you're cutting out. Can you say that again? Because you're cutting out. Oh, I said I um I got drilled and that's missing now you know what i mean so i don't understand a lot of what's happening now i understand what shane is doing i understand what the movement is trying to do but we're still in the age of instant gratification we didn't do that when i was coming out i came in in like 06 you know and everything was a work like it just everything had to be built we're not into building at this point. Everything has to be fast. So the fastest way, what recipe can I come up with to get the desired result and the desired thing for myself? That's what I'm seeing. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, cool. I see this character here. Let me just take that whole character and I'll put on a hat. Now I'm different from that character that's already making money. <laughs> Did this you say I'll put on a hat? Yeah. I'll put on a hat. He doesn't have a hat, so I'm going to put on a hat. That makes me different, even though it's the same damn character. You know what I mean? Penguin is Penguin any way you look at him. You know what I mean? So you see that, and then they get booked because they're similar to this character that's already over, but they're not doing anything for the art form. You know what I mean? And that's, that's what I feel is lacking right now. It's not... And people aren't hungry. I don't even know how else to put it. Not hungry for real. You just want the you want the glitter. But at the end of the day, we're still wrestlers too. And there's an art form behind wrestling. You know how I feel about that. Right. Yes. The technical wizard. Yes. Absolutely. The technical <laughs> wizard, man. It's like they don't know a hammer lock from a double wrist lock, and then they want to tell me how to do a match. It's like, what are you talking about? So would you say that for black wrestlers, part some of the things that have become folded into our identity and our culture is that concept of just get it as quick and as fast as you can? Yeah. Shane, would you agree? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, but a lot of that is perpetuated through the medias that we watch. You know what I mean? You turn on your TV, it's People talking about, you know, whether it's rap or anything else, like, oh, yeah, you know, sold drugs and now I'm rich. And now I'm, I made this viral video. And so now I got this. And what's not promoted is the grind that takes to get to that. Right. 
everybody is shown the game the game winning shot, but they don't show you the 10,000 hours in, in the gym that it took to master that shot. You know what I mean? So, um, for me, I think that's sort of been like the biggest trick that's been played. You know, people want to live certain lifestyles or or glorify certs like certain things because they think it's going to bring them success. Like for example, like two chains, right? You'll see people like, oh, well, I, well, I want to play this street character like this. And it's like, okay, but he's got a fucking master's degree. Right. And they're like, what? I go, exactly. You know what I mean? Like Tupac went to art school. Wayne went to art. Like there's, you have to educate yourself and put in that work in order to reap the benefits of what you want. Just, just like Rob was saying, you know what I mean? Uh, that instant gratification is not how this works. I mean, does it work for some people? Yes, but more often than not, it's their industry plants anyway, right? There are guys who were already seen elsewhere that were put on the indies and are going back there. So it's, hey, get get them hot quick and send them back. A lot of people don't know that shit happens. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, it kind of, you know what I mean? Like for lack of a better thing, it may fall on us as leaders, man. It may fall on us as leaders to try to teach them more, try to, try to, try to put them under our wings more, you know, and, and, and make them understand that this is a process that's going to be long and arduous. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe they don't listen. Maybe it's hard for us to keep saying the same shit over and over and over again. But if that's what we got to do to make it happen, it's what we got to do. So the culture itself has been represented in different ways, not just as a physical or emotional space, but as a gimmick, so to speak. We've seen throughout history how mm-hmm. Black culture, other people's culture has been appropriated for gimmicks given to people who aren't Black, given right. to you know people who are of one ethnic group, but they're representing another ethnic group. So in terms of for the culture and it being perpetuated in white spaces, which is what I'm going to refer to that as, what do you see as the biggest change? Rob, I'm going to start with you from that 2000s, 2010s in terms of the big companies versus now. And how has that appropriation changed or not changed? (laughs) <laughs> don't laugh <laughs> I don't I don't think it has changed I think what has changed is the people that they're picking up between the that you're talking about they're giving gifts that are not made yes. can you say that again you're cutting out what'd you say I said, they're, the people that they're picking up now are more creative than they were in the previous era that you're talking about. So they're willing, they can deal with the gimmicks and all of that stuff, but they're creative enough to make it turn into money. That's the difference. Because before that stuff was failing, it was made to fail. I mean, they, they do things and they, give you characters that's a joke and they know it's a joke but they see that our culture is very artistic in certain ways we know how to dance we know how to compose music we know how to do all these things but they don't know what to do with that 
So then they give you these crazy characters and then you're just supposed to make it work, right? Make it work. Cool, no problem. Then they do that and then it's like, oh, damn. They figured it out. And it goes against their plan. So it's, and then it becomes undeniable. That's the determining factor. It becomes undeniable. Um, like New Day, for example. Right. That was a terrible. And then to top it off, when they start doing their own thing within that character, making their own money, what they do, they put the clause in the contract. Now they can't do what they was doing before. Right. To make that little extra moving how that happens. <laughs> but we're independent contract. You gonna get me hold up. <laughs> you gonna get me upset. <laughs> you gonna get me upset. And then they act like we don't see that. We see the characters that they give us as a people. We right. see who is who is black sometimes. Right? Yes, black sometimes. And then the rest, that's my one of my favorites. Black sometimes, right. not black all the time. Right. Black when it's convenient. Right. Come on now, every brother ain't a brother, right? The whole all skin folk ain't kin folk. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll you will use that one. Yeah, we'll you use know? that one. We'll, we'll use, use that, that one. one. And, and that's on that's on our independent level. See time. And then you you expect them to come in there and it's like, listen, this is what we're trying to do. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's cool. David, no problem. David, no problem. And then they go off and do their own thing and mess up everybody's money. Right. So, um, Shane, would you have you seen a trans transition of that in your experience of the appropriation within those particular spaces and giving your experience? you have a different perspective of how that is viewed and how that is operated with. From the examples that I have, I, I feel as though it's not as prevalent as it used to be. I, I, I think number one, because we're in an era where a lot of that stuff gets called out more than it used to. Um, so, I, so I think the reason that it doesn't happen more than it does is because people are afraid of the social media backlash now, as opposed to any sort of respect that they have for the culture. I just feel like they probably weighed that heavier. Like, is it worth the risk to do it? You know what I mean? Versus anything else. Um, man, it's just, and it's such a tough thing because it's so frustrating because you see everything that's marketable, right? Our hair mm -hmm. is marketable, our music is marketable, our styles, our walk, our talk, our manner rip, our manner rip, uh, can't talk. Mannerisms are marketable, but for some reason, a lot of us aren't. And I, it, it's, it's frustrating to be like, hey, so if you can look like me, walk like me, talk like me and make my money, why is it that when I am me, I can't, you know? Um, yeah. And for us, it's like, there, there's just there, there's got to be there's got to be a stand made because there's so many who are just willing to take it because they're like, hey, well, I'm getting this check. It's like, OK, like how much is how much do you value your self-respect at that point? Got to sell is, your soul. man. Right. 
is is the check worth that you know what i mean is the check worth you undercutting everybody around you is that is that check going to be able to help you look in the mirror is that check going to be able to help you look in your kids eyes knowing you did it like that you know what i mean and 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 for some they're like they're fine with it like hey okay but i i know that's the been that's been the biggest thing for me personally is representing myself the way and my guys the way that I feel that it should be. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've had my fair share of opportunities missed because I do that, right? I've definitely been passed over for things that I feel as though I've earned because I do that. But mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it any other way because I wouldn't be happy with myself had I done it that way. Um, so again, it, it's, it's got to come down when we're talking about what we can do to help these issues. It, it's got to come down to us respecting ourselves enough to not cut each other down at the knees. So. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Rob, shut up. <laughs> Well, I just know that we're not on the phone. Be cool. <laughs> Look, so <clears throat> speaking of knee chopping, uh, what would you say, Rob, are the external factors that might have led to the crabs in a bucket mentality that we all I would assume experience at some point. Um, what would you say the external factors are that bleed into wrestling and cause that to still exist within a performance community? You're talking about racism, right? <laughs> Just say that. Was that we, nice? We beyond hiding that term. Was that a good way to say it? We're beyond hiding that term. It's a, it's, yeah, at this point, it's expected. Yes, it's, racism exists. Yes, absolutely. Um, but it goes it goes with everything that me and Shane are saying. Like with the with the promoters, it's the promoters, it's the booking, it's the characters that they try to give you when you're coming up. I mean, I started off with with Rebel for my first year. Rebel, like Rebel Flag. Like Rock and Rebel was my first training. Oh right, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> right, so like Rock and Rebel was my first training. So my first gimmick was a man named Leroy Brown. Okay, it was this the gimmick that was given to you by Rock and Rebel, or did you yes. like given a list and you chose from the list of? No, it was given. Oh, because I was I was athletic. This he said that I was good enough to get into a match, so he put me into a match, and that was the gimmick that I was given for my first, I don't know, six months or so. Yeah, but see, that's him giving you the gimmick, though. How does that and how does racism, at least within wrestling, translate into that whole, oh, well, there's a quota, so I can't help somebody get on a show or I can't extend a hand. Like, how is so, that leading into the business? If so, if you I don't s- mind, real quick, 
if, if you don't yeah. mind real quick, I mean, a lot of that comes from a lot of the way that we were raised, man. When, when you look at everything that's around us, you are, you naturally feel like you have to compete with everybody that there's only room for one at the top. So there's that, there's going to be that only fosters that mentality that, okay, I've got to succeed. So I've got to push everybody else down, right? You're not taught. Well, a lot of us aren't taught from the gate. Yo, there's enough money out here. There's enough spots yeah. out here to make sure everybody eats, right? And the the more of us there are, the easier it will be because then you make it the norm as opposed to it being special, right? Because success for one of us shouldn't be special. It should be the norm, right? Yeah. So that's in, that's in everything that's around us. If you're talking about how racism translates, that's how it translates from society into wrestling because wrestling is one of the things that closely most mirrors society, right? As a sport. We, we, we saw it from how the eighties were through the attitude era till now. Right. Um, and, and that's, that's something that we have to break ourselves from, right? It's, you can't be upset that your brother is successful and then go, all right, well, I got to get there. So I'll, you know, undercut him on price or do, or, you know, all the bullshit that comes with wrestling. Right. That's, that's what that stems from. Right. Um, but, but I said, so with, so with the character that I was given that when you're given a stereotypical name like that, it, it, it ruins your, your mentality for a little bit. Right. It's like, damn, you couldn't think of nothing better than that. And that plays into the racism thing that you, you touched on. Right? So when you when you get to a certain point in your career, you go one of two ways. When you're given a terrible gimmick at first, something so stereotypical like Leroy Brown. Right. You either want to help people to avoid that kind of stuff from keep on happening. Or you go the way Shane was just addressing and you try to keep people down to try to save your spot, essentially. That's where I was I was getting to. That's all. So the racism, it puts you on a track and you go one of two ways once you hit a level set. And you'll either try to help and reach back and pull other people up, like, yo, you don't have to deal with that. Or you pull another card out and be like, listen, I'm gonna forever because I had to go through all of this nonsense to get to this point and nobody's taking my spot. When, like Shane said, there's enough money to go around for everybody as long as you're helping each other. It's the same as going up a ladder or something like that. Like, come on, you up this way. All right, now you come up this way. So, Shane, what do we change and how do we change the system for here? Because obviously it's an ex like the external issues that are bleeding into professional wrestling are things that are going to have to take time to change, you know. Right. The old adage, Rome wasn't built in a day. Systemic racism is something that this country was built on. So thinking we can eradicate that through holding hands and being better people is, right. you know, not the only thing that will help. But for us as professionals, for us as wrestlers, how can we make better choices and make better opportunities moving forward so that we can eradicate that mentality and spread more positive awareness and more acceptance for the different facets of us that exist as black people. 
Uh, you you broke up on that last part. Then can you say it again? I said so. How can we w- moving forward? How can we spread a better awareness and make sure that our ident- our respective identities are preserved as Black people because we're not monoliths? How do we take the reins on that and evolve from the whole crabs in a bucket mentality? I think the first thing would be communication within ourselves. You know, what I mean, there's enough of us, you know, what I mean, in prominent spots and in smaller spots that we can all talk to each other and be like, hey, yo, this guy's doing shady business here. And we go, oh, word. OK, that's not going to fly. And a- any talent that, that you have there can take that stand and be like, hey, yo, unless you're doing right by all of us, then we're not going. You know, what I mean, like it's it, 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 it's going to take that effort to be like, yo, we're not going to allow these things to happen if you have an idea wherever you're at in this country i'm sure there's enough quality vets around that you that will help you with ideas will help you avoid stereotype uh gimmicks and things like that it's it's got to be up to us to communicate those things to talk to each other to protect each other um to look out for each other and those that are able to rise to prominent positions like myself um be willing and able to reach that handout and help other people get to that same spot you know what i mean um i i wish i had this magic cure-all answer but that i mean that's 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 the road that's the road that it's going to take and it's not going to be an easy one you're going to have people that still want to do it the old way because it works for them you know what i mean but as long as we are all invested and dedicated to each other's success, those are the things that we have to do. Um, there's been times where I've had people come to me and go, Hey, you know, I was talking to this promoter about money, but he doesn't want to da da da. You know what I mean? And like, so I've gone to the promoter and got them their money or was like, Hey, you know what? If you're not going to do them the right way, then I no longer want to be a part of the show. You know what I mean? And they were like, well, no. I was like, okay, well then pay them what they're supposed to pay them what you're supposed to pay them. And then we're good. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what it's going to have to take, right? And some people are gonna have to take L's that they don't want to have to take. But that I mean, that's it is what it is, right? There have been other people before us who have sacrificed to get us to where we to where we're at. Some of us are gonna have to do the same thing to get other people where they need to go. That's, that's simply how it is. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it all goes back to leadership. You know what I mean? It all goes back to having people in those positions to say, Hey, I know where I'm at. What can I do to try to move this, move all of this forward? Right. And if that takes us all sitting down at a table or whatever it is, like that's, that's, that's what it's gotta be. Um, because at the end of the day, we're we're the talent, right? You can't have shows without us, of course. And of course, people are gonna be like, well, you can't have shows without the promoters. Like, yeah, that's true, but there's no show without us. There's absolutely nothing. So we have to be able to band together and do that. So Rob, what do you feel that moving forward has to be done in order for us to eradicate as best we can, the mentality of holding each other back because 
you know, coming into a different generation of trainees, I personally am already seeing how certain younger wrestlers don't even really have that mentality. And it's more of kind of my group and back that's still struggling, you know, with that, making that transition. And you're, you're my vet. So what do you see would be necessary in terms of making these changes and you're a trainer. And so what are you doing? Two part question. What are you doing as a trainer to moving forward? Keep of course, gonna break answer. the cycle and keep a better See? operation of wrestling going. Um, can you hear me all right? Yes. Okay. So as a trainer, I'm teaching these guys that they have to, be able to trust and work together for the betterment of the of the business, I guess you could say. Right? So you have to, everybody has their role. So you have the promoter, the booker, and then the workers, and the stage crew, all that stuff, right? The promoter promotes, the booker books, the workers put on the show that the, either the booker instructed them to do or they leave or the booker leaves it up to the workers to come up with their own storylines. Is once you deviate from that, it makes it very, very difficult for anybody to build anything. So I feel like it just needs to start in the training facilities, honestly. And it's just how people are being taught. And if they're not taught that it's not me against you, it's us versus the fans, because the fans feel like they know more than we do, and we're the ones in there taking bumps. Right. <laughs> Everybody thought I mean, uh, Nia's, Nia's powerbomb was super unsafe. Well, I mean, yeah, everybody has an opinion, and, and that's cool, but it's like, until you take in a bump, you don't know nothing. And, and like, you can tell me anything you want to tell me. It's until you take that bump, I'm not trying to hear what you got to say. You know, that's just how that's just how I was taught. So it's like that goes back to the art form thing that goes back to us working together. That goes back to racism being detrimental to the damn business as a whole is all of that is tied together. Because at the same time, some of these people don't want us in the business at all. And they're going to give us the shitty characters and the shitty storylines and stuff like that. We just got to find our core group where everybody's trying to build one another. But you can also teach people that if you build each other up, it makes everybody look good, including you. I think that's what they feel won't happen. They don't want to be the ones to build somebody up and then get left. But if they're taught right, that won't happen. Do you think that it is something that is going to take a revolution of values within wrestling? Or like we can make that change within wrestling, or do you think this is something that is always going to be combative based on the external factors that are slower than usually what wrestling's doing? Rob, I'm going to start with you, and then I'll go to you, Shane. So 500 years of seeing a noose, okay, been the same issues for 500 years in this country. It's going to take a while for this business to change because it's people with that same mentality that's controlling stuff. Start small and then what now? And then make it bigger. Right. So we start within our training facilities and then we move on from there because our, our trainees are going to venture out themselves and then they take those same values, those same teachings wherever they go. 
That's how it's going to spread. But we can't change people that's already doing their own thing, however it is that they do it. Right. Can't change people, but we can teach people the right way and hope that that spreads. So that's kind of the angle that I approach it from. And because you are a trainer and you are, you know, using your knowledge and your experience to kind of groom and to help formulate this next crop of young wrestlers coming out of that area, would you say that your perspective is more on the future or more on just making sure it's done right or both? A little bit of both, column A and column B. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Shane, so what would you say um, moving forward? The same question to you. I think it's something that's going to be there forever. The impact of which it has can be lessened. Um, Because as we all know, people are only going to do what you allow them to do. So we can't allow them to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's essentially what I've been saying the whole time is we've got to take that stand and we can't be so worried about our individual spots that we just let shit slide be because it's good for us. Because one day you're like, Hey, well, yeah, you didn't stick up for them, but then it's your ass that's getting tossed out because they don't see value in you now when you could have helped everybody. And there could have been some sort of camaraderie there that would have saved everybody's job, would have made everybody money, right? So you, we that's the stand that we have have to take. Um, and again, I'll, I'll, I'll just offer myself because I can't speak to whoever, but I know if you're on a show with me or you are around me, you know me, whatever the case may be, and there's something going on, there's something that you want me to look in, into or, or help you with, come to me then. You know what I mean? Um, if if I can make it work or I, I can get it fixed and get you squared away, then that's what we'll do. But it's taking those steps, people taking it upon themselves to make sure other people are good. Other people are, are getting taken care of. People make making sure we get people that look like us into creative positions, into managerial spots that are able to uh, help not, not only create, but build characters that help people get their spots and make money, you know, and the more we do that, the more it's going to spread and the bigger that it's going to get, like Rob said, but it's going to require that sacrifice. I mean, if, 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 if if we're just being real about it, it's going to be, there is going to, there's going to be no utopia where we just let things go and they work the way we want them to. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um, It's good and evil. It's a balance. Exactly. So it so it's gonna take, it's going to take that hard work. It's gonna take us looking out for each other. Um, you know what I mean? Like for example, um, I know there's guys that I wanted to get an opportunity for. Right? Promoter didn't have the funds to pay all of us. Right now, usually I don't do anything. And I don't take less for my business stuff, but I knew what it could mean to them. So I was like, you know what? Hey, I'll cut this. That'll get them that they'll get their shot. Right. And, and, and they did. And everybody was squared away. That's the stuff that I'm talking about. Right. Some of us have to take those stances to be able to create opportunities and spread that and spread that around. Right. Because when you do that, then people pass it on, or at least you hope they do. Right. And then we're all then we're all better off for it. 
I definitely agree. Um, but I also have to say that accountability has to be spread equally. Um, okay, also true. I can definitely remember a specific instance where I was at a show in Jacksonville, Florida. And I did my part. I traveled down with a carload. We'd done the show. We're just waiting to be paid. Mm -hmm. I'm drinking rum out of a bucket. It's after the show, whatever. I'm getting my twerk on. All of a sudden, there's a lot of... Listen, they put four different rums in a bucket for $7. What did you want me to do, Rob? I don't need your judgment right now. You know how I drink. Okay, no I'm drinking. No I'm twerking. I'm, it's after the show. I did what I came to do. Okay, I'm going to be paid. All Fair of a sudden, there's a kerfuffle because a certain promoter and his money associate. Okay, that's what I'm going to say for him. Uh, could not pay everyone, and there was literally a van load of guys who come from Georgia down to Florida that weren't going to get paid, but the whole thing was is they had to pay to get in the van to go down to Georgia or Florida. So, you know, people needed to be paid. Uh, and this promoter, large guy, but maybe of a Weeble kind of stance and not like a Bruce Lee situation, uh, was mm. about to have his life rectified for him. Now, the person, the people I was in the car with, some of them have gone on to bigger things and at that time were bigger names. So I didn't anticipate any troubles. But as Shane pointed out, you have to make these sacrifices. And so myself and another individual in the car, big shout out to Mr. Grimm, uh, went and spoke with this promoter to try to figure out what was going on, right? Long, long story short, everyone got paid something because we barricaded ourselves in there with this promoter and kind of held the money mark, I mean, money associates, girlfriend hostage until he returned with the money, whatever, collateral. Uh, but following this instance, a lot of the same individuals who were not done right went on to do other things and definitely or shook every opportunity to help someone else when they were helped. Not me specifically, but there were a lot of other people there who were involved in the situation that could have been helped and had to do a lot of things to get to the same position. So my take is yes. Yes, yes, yes. The future is bright. The future is is always going to be impacted by the past and we have to know what happened in order to do better. But we also have to be accountable in every moment that we're in the business because the fact of the matter is, is people don't always take the opportunity to not do this stupid selfish thing. Black, white, purple, whatever. That is not going to benefit anyone. Because I I agree with that. We have to take mm -hmm. those opportunities, not the opportunities where it's easy to be, oh, yeah, I can throw someone's name in. Not when we've gotten to a comfortable position, not mm -hmm. when we are in a secure spot, because no one at any point in life, regardless of what you think is in a secure spot, we all lose in the end in terms of we don't get to stay 
So life is very fleeting. So the moment that you have an opportunity to reach a hand, to assist, that's when you take it. For me, not when I've already secured my spot somewhere, because that can be taken just like that for the simplest reason. And especially with people of Mm -hmm. color, there seem to be, and there are different rules that apply. So you Mm -hmm. may be at the top for a moment, but then you Snapchatted your penis to some children and now you're unbooked or they just don't like you because you're taking the shine from this other particular wrestler. And we know that right. the real thing that happens. Right. So I feel like it's a, it's a double-edged sword because yes, we can say all of these things that are external that we continue to fight and crusade for, but we also have to take accountability for those internal things that continue to happen in the small moments that weave the fabric of our joined wrestling experience and if those aren't addressed we won't ever make that progress and i hear yeah and i hear everything you're saying and i and i agree with that and just to clarify my point when i talk about people in prominent spots i'm not saying wait till you're in one to do these things that's not what i meant what, what i'm saying is if you happen to find yourself in one you have to understand that you're in a position that you have more opportunity to do so. So realize that and, and try to capitalize that to get as many people opportunities as you can. Of course, I agree with any time there is the opportunity to help do so. You know what I mean? What I meant yeah. is that if you find yourself like in, in a position like me, right. And it's taken me some time to realize this. There are people that are looking up to you to be the one that they can look to to say, all right, like no different than the captain of a team. If the, if the captain is asking you to work hard, they had better be doing the exact same thing, if not more than they're asking you to do, right? So right. that's that's what I'm saying is like, yo, for those of us who are in these spots, for however long we have them, we've got to be the one setting the example by doing this stuff that's going to show our peers and everybody else after us, this is how it's done. This is how we all get up, right? This is how we all succeed. Yeah. And for those that don't want to do that, we know who they are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Can I add and, something and, to you? And real, real quick. Hold on. And mm-hmm. the same people that we see going up at some point in the sport mm-hmm. are going to come back down. So if right. we know who they are going up and you go, mm-hmm. oh, all right, word, note that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So then when it comes back back down, like, oh, hey, we're like, no, nah, man, you had your chance. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you didn't do it then. Don't 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 expect it now. Everybody Absolutely. else, let, let's go. 100% agree. Um, the only thing I want to add is this. As we're sitting here talking about what we could be doing in terms of helping people, right? There's a difference between that and taking the issues that somebody else is going through and allowing it to kind of take over your, your mental state. You know what I mean? So don't pile on all these issues that you see in the business and make them your own problems. There's a difference between making them your problems and solving, helping them solve their own problems for them. I don't want people to think the same to do that also because you're going to burn yourself out. And I know that from experience. That's why I don't even, worry about certain stuff but (laughs) well i'm I'm, I'm so serious 
I'm so serious because it will it will burn you out quicker yes. than anything. Because with the amount of people that I talked to and the variety of issues that they were going through, like it made me want to fight all these different people. I wasn't even there. Right. You know what I mean? But it's like, why are you going through that when you are at such a level where you should almost expect to be respected at minimum? And they don't even get that, you know? Yeah. But it's not like you have to, you can teach people in a way where they won't do that to the next person that has their level of achievements, right? But you can't change how these older guys are treating these guys with such disrespect. You can't change people. So don't take on so much where it burns yourself out. Yes. We, I think we that are is not also... social superheroes. That's not what we're saying. No, I, I think it's also important to keep in mind, which I've had to personally keep in mind, the difference between generational help and the difference between um, the experiences for the vets above us and where they came from, what it was like for them to pass knowledge and what we expect as passing knowledge. Um, I think Shane brought up a great point when a lot of us are more educated. So passing knowledge seems to be something that's normal and like regular to do because we've gone yeah. and sought the knowledge. Whereas yeah. for some of the veterans, it was more like an Illuminati skull and bone situation. So they had to right. you know, really seek out and go on a Zelda type quest in order to find yeah. the knowledge to help them <laughs> yeah. be successful, you know? And so they're yeah. not as forthcoming. You know, I have messages to black vets that are still left on red and I'm talking since 2014, 2015. And so right. I understand that they didn't approach things in that way did not teach in that way. And so for them approaching education and lessening that mentality is going to be a different uh, facet and a different way that they, you know, go about it. Yeah. So for the wrestling landscape moving forward, as we as wrestlers of color try to demonstrate that we're all multifaceted individuals what is one thing that you guys are leaving with the wrestling community the black wrestling community that you would like to echo in infamy uh i'm gonna go to you rob and then i'll finish with you shane um, your question is what would i like to leave the black, the wrestling, black community? wrestling community if there was a black wrestling time capsule and you could leave something in it for the like your legacy community like your legacy yes we're leaving it here what would it be rob a note that says be yourself be yourself okay that's it be yourself oh yes shane what about you understand what this sport is um a lot of people have the notion kind of like with music right that your goal should be to make it to a major label because they can save you from, you know, the poverty or whatever else it is that you're going through, right? In reality, this is a sport, yes, but it, it's a business, right? These contracts are business to business transactions. You have to see yourself that way. Um, and you have the ability to create your spot exactly where it is by owning your name, owning your intellectual properties, doing everything it is to 
build your own brand exactly where you're at. Because if they want you and you're doing what you got to do and you're building your name, they're going to come to you. And when they do, then you have leverage in the negotiations to continue to build something far after you. Right. So it's understanding that point and really just holding yourself to those guns, to those beliefs and making sure that you represent yourself in a way that uh, you can be proud of really, but it's, it's ownership, man, owning your stuff, creating you your own lane stop trying to feel like you have to uh, dismiss all sort of morals and values and do whatever you feel like it takes to get to the top. Because I mean, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. You know what I mean? So the same do whatever cut anybody's throat to get there is going to be the same way you get taken out of here. Right. So the karmic circle definitely comes into play. Rob, Shane, thank you so much for joining me on Sunday sessions where we discuss the culture. I appreciate y'all's different perspectives and your insight and your knowledge and definitely coming on and sharing with everyone how you see the culture and how you see wrestling through your own eyes. So I really appreciate you coming and sharing your truth. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And a special thank you to the majestic Michael Sorg. Um, I love you so much. We've had a lot of history. It's been a long road and you have definitely been there for some ups and downs. So I definitely appreciate you producing this and allowing this to be a part of the indie wrestling.us zeitgeist, because I think the conversations are definitely necessary for every audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who's watched Sunday sessions. Um, This has been a project that I have wanted to do for a very long time. And I could not imagine any other time more appropriate to do it, but also two better people to share this last session with me. I hope that these conversations are going to inspire everyone to really examine how they view wrestling, the people they love in wrestling and what wrestling's built on so that we can continue to build something that is better for the future that everyone can participate in that reflects the entire fabric of our society and that everyone, no matter who and what you are can enjoy. Ladies, gentlemen and them and they i appreciate you sharing sunday sessions with me in honor of black history month thank you thank you thank you for being a part of a wonderful journey thank you to all of the wrestlers who have participated in this wonderful endeavor with me you guys don't know how grateful i am that you answered my messages and that you shared your stories with me and thank you to everyone who decided to tune in and watch to educate yourselves and to learn more about a perspective you may not have known. I and always will be Ronnie Big Bang Nicole. Thank you so much to Rob Perfontaine, Shane Taylor, and the majestic Michael Sorg of Indie Wrestling and Sorgatron Media. I love you guys. Please make sure that you are following Shane Taylor and Rob on all social medias. Um, Those are put into the description. And I thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning into Sunday Sessions in honor of Black History Month. Please keep resisting, keep fighting, keep questioning. I'm Ronnie Nicole. I love you guys so much. Peace, love, and wrestling. They've been hanging on the block a little too long. What can I say?